On the last full day of games, here we are. We're back. We're chatting all things World Cup here on the World Cup date. The show by fans for fans, the non-analyst show. But we are smart. Maybe not about football, but other stuff. Maybe. I don't know. Depends. I'm Boris. And as always, I'm joined by Phil. I am so smart. S-M-R-T. I am so smart. (laughs) How's it going today? Um, I'll be doing great as long as my power doesn't go out in the middle of recording again. <laughs> hey, remember that time that you just disappeared on me? Yeah, and I'm sitting here in complete pitch black. I swear to you, the town I live in, uh, it's like the Stone Age here. Oh, I don't yeah. know what's going on. It just clicked. <laughs> two and two just clicked together that there was a massive like school outage also today up where you live. Oh, is there? Oh, my yeah. goodness. I didn't and even know that. And it just clicked to like, oh, yeah. You know, Phil didn't even have power last night. Yeah. I I, I took to Twitter, and we mob ruled Twitter to the point where the power company is like, we're sorry. We don't know what happened, but we're going to fix it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Someone just like the internet. You know, peed on an electric fence or something. Well, the claim is the transmission lines were faulty, but they happen to be the same lines that were faulty last weekend when we lost power for two hours. So it seems to me like we're paying all this money and they don't fix it. But hey, what do I know? At least I got my World Cup in during the day. So a little bit of peace and quiet in the evening. As much as it disrupted our show, uh, it was an interesting Sunday night. Yeah. All right, so let us chat about this. Let's uh, just get into stuff. Some news of the day. Man, there's a lot of protest news. A lot of protest news. Uh, The American FA, the American Federation, I should say. Um, Yeah. Did you see what they did on Twitter? I heard about this, that they they kind of flew a different Iranian flag on their website. So they showed the Iranian flag without... um, is essentially the word Allah written on it. Yeah, the the D Muslim uh, religious for, for yeah, lack of a better word. Yeah, I'm yeah. you know I'm, I'm just like let's just say what it is, right? I don't want to beat around the bush, but at the same time, yeah, you know this is crazy because this is now causing major issues both for Iranians, Iranian Americans, Americans, soccer fans, soccer fans out there in Qatar. Um, not the smartest thing to do. I understand what they were going for. This is similar to what we were talking about last week when we said, let me check. First off, let me check if we're recording. Yes, we are. This is kind of similar to last week when we were talking about, like, you know, it's okay to have these discussions right now because a lot of the attention's on it. But is this really what you wanted to do in the middle of the games, in the middle of, you know, I know that they're trying to show solidarity, but taking such an... uh, 
taking such a side might not be the smartest thing when you don't know how people are going to react. You don't know if you're putting anyone's lives in danger. You just don't know certain things, right? So it's easy for someone from a keyboard thousands of miles away to do this and show solidarity. But there are many people in the middle of all this, mm-hmm. whether it be Qatar, whether it be Iran, whether it be wherever, uh, who could be affected. Yeah, and let's it's something that we haven't really at least touched on too much. But the Iranians um, in their first match didn't sing their national anthem. Then their country basically said, if you don't sing um, when you come home, you know, there's going to be consequences. So they mouthed the uh, words because and everybody was crying in the stadium. It was a very emotional thing. Because of all the upset going on regarding, you know, the the the, the girl being killed, the woman being killed because she removed her headwear. So this is a, a really hot button political issue for the Iranians. And I'm sure the players thought it was a, a nice gesture or whatever, but... Now the Iranian media are all over the state's players as if they did it. And they're yep. like, hang on, RFA did it. Like, we didn't opt to do this. We don't we don't sit here in Qatar and program our website as yeah. players. Yeah. That's so, that's what I mean, right? Like I understand yeah. the the gesture. I respect yeah. the gesture, but you have to be conscious of the fact that things are happening in real time and there's media blackouts for players. There's media blackouts for certain people who might mm-hmm. not are hearing stuff second nature. And again, you know, you could be putting people's, uh, for lack of a better term, life in danger. Yep. You're putting people at risk. That's it. Um, you know, and that's that's not the intent. Uh, but, you know, even, even to the point where there's a little bit of political fallout yep. from the... Canada game yeah in the sense that you know we have a situation here where the rainbow flag is being outlawed and I don't really agree with that but what can you do right like it's I'm sure the fans who want to fly it or whatever are feeling quite put out by it and rightfully so um I, I I'm not a big fan of that at all like being it being banned but there was a flag that was waved at uh, at our goalkeeper, who's Serbian, and we all know the big uh, uh, political battles that went on in between Croatia and Serbia. Yep. And you know they were basically taunting that they steamrolled his town and whatnot. And I think that that was an extremely poor taste, and it just draws into that other quagmire of what's acceptable and what isn't. Well, we're if also you're going to ban one thing. That's why aren't you right? banning the other? We're also seeing right now uh, FIFA is investigating the Serbian nationals flag in a dressing room. Uh, apparently, they found one. Uh, photographs emerged of a Serbian nationals flag hung up in the football team's dressing room uh, when they faced Brazil. Uh, the outline of Kosovo can be seen on the flag under the Serbian national colors. So this is another can <sighs> of worms, right? Yep. It it's it's you know I wish in a lot of ways my 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 father bless his heart says 
well, they should leave the politics out of sport or they yeah. should, you know, he makes these statements and I'm like, well, unfortunately with some of this stuff, it's the only platform that these people have to express themselves and do it meaningfully and actually have impact. So I understand the desire to do that, I guess, is it's a tough line, though, especially when you're on the ground as a player wanting to play your games, maybe make your political comments, but somebody else is being the mouthpiece for you. It's awkward. Yeah, that's exactly you know, just it. like England taking the knee was a conscious choice that the team made and the team decided on. Yeah, this is something that I'm a little bit more sketchy about because it was not communicated to them, and now they are being held accountable for it. Yep, exactly. Uh, World Cup and sports, like it's inevitable that politics and like politics have always been there in sports. Yeah, well, that's FIFA's fault. <laughs> yeah, well, then there's that, but you know, but I'm just saying in general. In the Olympics, you've seen protests. In, in American sports, you've seen protests, and yeah, it just, you know, it it happens. Speaking of flags and protests and whatever, see what happened with Messi? See what no, Messi is being blamed I, for? Okay. So, oh, no. Canelo Alvarez. What? Do you know who Canelo Alvarez is? I don't believe I do. Okay. He's a Mexican boxer, and okay. he is pissed. At Lionel Messel for quote unquote dishonoring Mexico. So, a lot of people, and he's considered to be the world's top pound for pound boxer. And okay. he sent a video, or so he saw a video that showed Messi kicking a Mexico shirt that was on the floor of the Argentinian men's team locker room. No context. That's all the video showed, right? It was on the floor. Messi was taking off his boots. And the shirt went with the boots. Okay. Yeah. So I guess he's a little bit so no context disrespect. This guy, big ass angry motherfucker, saw this thing, felt disrespected. <laughs> big ass angry motherfucker then sent that big ass angry motherfucking message message to Messi, a quote basically saying, "You better hope I don't run into you." <laughs> oh my goodness. Like this is this is where we were talking about the beautiful part of this game yeah. and it's also the worst part of this game is that everybody becomes so defensive about their countries mm-hmm. and it's just a game all right and exactly that we don't know the context of that and there's also as well like I'm I'm not trying to be that guy or be disruptive but you know on top of not knowing the context there's so much stuff that can be manipulated or misconstrued. Yeah. Again, there's you the know. context. You just see Argentinians celebrating. There so happens to be a Mexican shirt on the floor or a flag. And, um, yeah, you just like, again, you don't know. And I'm not defending anyone. I'm just saying you need to see the f- both sides of everything before you, you go nuts. Because you don't want to piss off someone like Car- Car- uh Canelo Alvarez. So this is like no. what his tweet said. He should pray to God that I don't find him. Well, I hope the boxer doesn't have to box in Miami. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be awkward when David and Lionel show up to his fight. <laughs> Along with Ronaldo and Toe? Yeah, and Ronaldo. 
owners oh, of Miami, boy. Las Vegas, and San Antonio, and God knows what FC. <laughs> yeah, well, he'll be uh, in San Francisco. Let, let, let's yeah, that's it. let's let's put you know the stars in the star places. Oh my goodness, I you know on top of it all, I guess the lesson here is don't fuck at all with somebody else's flag. Yeah, be careful. Be, like, con- be c- conscious of what's going on around you. You know that many eyes are on you. Um, just be careful. Yeah, like just yeah. Try try not to be filmed doing that. But why do it in the first place? Yeah, if it's that risky. And we know this from personal experience because I can recall one time on the internet somebody had gotten a hold of a Montreal Impact logo. And then made a poopy on it. Yep. And it 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 literally hit the fan. Yep. So, you know, people, there's intent here, and come on, if there is, like, just be aware. It's a World Cup. Don't don't fuck with other people's heritage. Yep. Exactly. There's pride on the line. There's pride on the line. All right. Let's quickly chat the games. Run over tomorrow's run over. Run through tomorrow's games. I feel run over. Um, and then that'll be that for today, Phil. And then I'm gonna okay. chat a little. Okay. First okay, game. Okay, fingers crossed. Power stays on. Go. All right. Where do we even start? What game was first? Cameroon versus uh, Serbia. This game. I was up for this game. This game was a lot of fun to watch. Let me tell you that. You ever sleep? <laughs> don't, 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 don't ask questions you don't want the answer to. <laughs> there. All right. This game was a lot of fun. Started off really slow, uh, but, you know, in the 29th minute, uh, Cameroon opened up the scoring with Castelletto. Uh, very nice goal. Um, then in the 45th plus one minute, Serbia tied it as Pavlovic got his goal. Then in 45th plus three minutes, so still in the first half, um, Milinkovic, Savic. Milikovic Savic scored to make it 2-1 Serbia. And honestly, the second half was just a back-and-forth battle of, you know, is Serbia going to score more? Is Cameroon going to try to catch up? What is going on? What is going on? Dude, then in the 63rd minute, after a VAR check, uh, Abu Bakar scored to make it 3-2 Serbia. Minutes, sorry, 32 seconds later. But in the 66th minute, because of the VAR check, uh, Ch- uh, Chuapo Moten, he scored to make it 3-3. Three, three. Oh, thank but God bless you for taking on those names. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm impressed because I would not handle that that well. But that, that does, it did look like it was an exciting game. I saw the highlights. It was. And, yeah. It was, it was it so good. Like it was, this game had no right to be this good. Yeah. And I think there was another yes. particularly good game today, too. Yeah. That I don't know if we would have picked this one out of the bunch, but hey. But we, yeah. I, I, All right. I have a feeling you're going to talk about it next. All right. The next game South Korea versus Ghana. This game was That's a, the one. was a firecracker of a game. I'm telling you, these countries who have nothing to lose and to play for pride sometimes have the best games. This is why I think the Canada-Morocco game is going to be awesome. Maybe it's because yep. I'm in Canada and I'm just being an optimistic son of a bitch. But 
I think after yesterday's throbbing, thrashing, shellacking, ass-kicking, um, Canada has something to prove, not to their fans, but to themselves. Well, and, and as well, players are playing for jobs. They're playing for contracts. They're playing for opportunities. And these games bring that out. And and secondly, you know what? If your team's not up in this round, I know a lot of people just, I know we didn't get to discuss it, but yesterday, just in regards to the Canada outcome, I know a lot of people oh, are heaping it. on. <laughs> oh, I can believe you. Yeah, I believe you. What, you don't listen um, back to the shows? I usually do, but last night I was a little bit <laughs> occupied with spreading disinformation on Twitter. Um, <laughs> well, uh, something that I wanted to take away after reading today's reaction to yesterday's results is that people seem to be placing a lot on Herdman, either with tactical mistakes or with the F-bomb <sighs> mistake. And I'm just going to say this. Okay, people, girl. chillax, tranquilo, okay? Number two, we wouldn't be where we are without Herdman uh, giving us the direction and structure that he's given us. And if you think that any team is walking into uh, the most important three-point game of their existence to this point, and be focused on what the head coach said and not on getting those three points by dismantling whatever team they're playing. That's that that's what the motivation was. It was that's three points. Exactly what I said. It wasn't F bomb. It's like you did listen to my show. But no, but what I essentially said was when I even said it today, a lot of these guys are under media blackouts. They hear stuff through the media themselves when they're in a press conference or through family. So they don't have the full context of what's going on and what's being reported and what people are talking about, right? So yep. regardless, may have this lit something under them? Maybe. But both sides were literally playing for the future of their World Cup. Yep. And, it's 100% that. And at the end of the day. You know, Herdman may have made mistakes, whatever. It is what it is. But once uh, Croatia went ahead, the Canadians fell apart mentally. And what I said yesterday was this is the difference maker between a team that has all the World Cup experience, the team that was, you know, second place in the last World Cup, compared to yep. this is our first time in 36 years and emotions have taken over. This is the mental yep. preparedness that we need to start gaining. And that's the only way we're going to close the gap between the 40th ranked Canada and the whatever ranked Croatia, right? The 14th, 10th, or whatever they are, you know? Yep. Like, this is the difference. I think on a skill level, yeah, we have room to improve, but it's in the mental pre uh, uh, preparation where that's going to be the difference maker at this point. I would agree with you 100%. And I love in that regard. how you used Tranquilo. I know, man. I'm learning. Yeah. All right. Let's talk Ghana. Korea Republic. Let's quickly go through all the goals and then we'll get all the reaction. Uh, this, again, was a back and forth affair. Korea Republic playing for everything. Ghana playing for everything. It was Ghana who struck gold first as Salisu scored in the 24th minute, followed by uh, Kudas in the 34th minute. That's when Korea got one back in the 58th minute, 58th minute as Cho Gu Sung 
scored, and then he scored a second brace in the 61st mm. minute. What a crazy game. But then Ghana responded as Kudus got his brace in the 68th minute to make it 3-2 Ghana. And I think that the last 20-plus minutes, even though this game got a lot of injury time, it was a lot of it was a huge back and forth, nerve wracking affair for both teams. Like anyone could have taken this game at that point. Good. It's fun when the World Cup is fun, and I like that we're seeing some goals. <laughs> These two games are producing some results that look good on the paper and look good on the eyes when you're watching it. Yeah, but it's unfortunate that BTS FC couldn't uh, get 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 the point at least. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You like that one? Oh yeah. <laughs> Tell you man. The All K- right. The K-pop gang. Yep. They, exactly. they they're going to go they're going to be going home, I think. <laughs> yep. Squid Game uh Athletic. <laughs> I still haven't watched Squid Game. I know you haven't. <laughs> <laughs> Cuz you refuse to watch what the popular people watch. <laughs> yep, as documented on Q107. <laughs> exactly. All right. Let us chat. So what did you think of the game, of that game overall before we move on? Uh, I caught glimpses and pieces of it, and I was basically, that's my impression, that it was pretty frantic. And again, a good for a casual viewer. Like, the, the, these are the games that surprise you because you put so much into a USA versus England that you're let down, <laughs> whereas this is like, yeah, you, you start to see some styles of play, you start to see some goals, and you start to see some players really uh, uh, achieving or, or really just going to work and getting things done. So I'm pretty pretty happy about games like this, especially as a neutral on it. Football, soccer, whatever you want to call it, is all like dating. Hear me out, Phil. Hear me out. Oh. <laughs> I wish people could see the face he just gave me. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm not sure if I'm going to agree with you, but I'm going to go on this ride with you, and we'll see where it takes us. So football is like dating. Sometimes you really want that 10, and you're really looking forward to the, to date that 10. Oh, God. <laughs> but it's those fives, the fours, and the threes who make your night worthwhile. <laughs> Oh, I could make that so much worse, but I won't. Oh, my goodness. Yep. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. And this, my friend, was a five, a four, or a three. <laughs> this, was, this was anal on the first date. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Anyhow. Brazil, Switzerland. Who was, this who was, was that person? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Brazil and Switzerland. Yes, Brazil and Switzerland. All right. So, really, did this game end any different than anyone thought? I thought Brazil was going to score more because Brazil only won one nothing, as Casemiro scored in the 83rd minute. I thought it was going to be a lot more. Switzerland really did put up a hell of a fight. Yeah, Switzerland are, are, to me, and uh, this is a generalization that's probably equally accurate as inaccurate, but 
I think that they were up for parking the bus from the sounds of it. But it's, again, no matter how well they played or not, um, scoring probably in that last third is going to be a little bit of a challenge for Switzerland, I believe, in the past. So, yeah, I'm not shocked because Brazil's a pretty feisty opponent. Like, yep. they're pretty energetic. Yeah, but I so think a lot, people, be able to, a lot of the analysts in the middle of the game were saying, oh, this game might end in a tie, this game might end in a tie. But Because uh, mm-hmm. I do think Switzerland did park the bus to a certain extent. But Brazil, what is Brazil at the end of the day? Yep, exactly. They, they, they went and they got it done. And that's the difference, again, between good World Cup teams and inexperienced World Cup teams is that Brazil's is going to go and get it done. Like, knockout like, stage is okay. I no, get here's it. the reality. No team in this tournament is bad. Correct. It's not the best 32 teams, but it's no. near the best 32 teams that you can find in each continent. Right? Yep. Like, exactly. Yeah, so no team is and, bad. This is literally the it's there's a reason why it's called the World Cup Finals because this is the last stage of the World Cup tournament that lasts 4 years. I think yep, people always forget that, it. right? Like it doesn't matter if it's Cameroon versus Senegal or, you know, Japan versus, you know, Ghana. They're yep. good. It's going to be an entertaining game. People yep, like, here's heck. here's what I don't understand. People give the NFL a shot regardless of who's playing, you're going to watch the NFL game. Do the same with the World Cup. You'll be surprised at how good some of these fives, fours, and threes are. Yeah. Jeez. Um, <laughs> yes, I, I will, I got I will, you. I will, I will say this. I was guilty going into this uh, tournament thinking Morocco was the easy one for us. And right now, I'm scared shitless of it. Right. So, <laughs> it's, it's like seeing their results and seeing what they can do is like, oh, boy, we're, we're up. And we're into it at this point. So, uh, wow. All right. Let's talk. Portugal versus Coast... Uh, who the hell did they face? Uruguay. <laughs> Uruguay. <laughs> Didn't want to say the wrong country name. It was Portugal versus Uruguay. And this game was peak Ronaldo. God, I don't like this player. I hate this player so much. It's not... I've never liked... I've never been a fan with for of him. It, it, whatever stint... Of his United stints. I've never liked this guy. And today is peak reason why. 54th minute. Score 0-0. Bruno Fernandes kicks it in. Ronaldo jumps in the air. Makes it look like he heads it in. Acts like he heads it in. Celebrates like he heads it in. Replay shows he didn't even touch the ball. And Bruno Fernandes just curled the ball in himself. (laughs) That's hilarious. What a douche. <laughs> Sorry, Portuguese people, but that, that guy is, is his own entity. Uh, you've got a beautiful country and a beautiful team, but, oh, man, every, uh, I hate to say it, though, but he's fun to dunk on, that guy. <laughs> oh, there's so much I want to say about the island of Madeira. Anyways. <laughs> Rainbow flag pitch invader showed up. That was my highlight of the game. Hmm. A man clutching a rainbow flag ran onto the field. The pitch invader shirt reads, respect for Iranian women and save Ukraine. Okay, that's a lot of politics in a t-shirt. Wow. That's someone. And a rainbow flag. 
And the narrator said he was never heard from again. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I don't want to get into the minutia of the politics either, but in that particular country that is host, there is no freedom of the press. There is no freedom of expression. There is none of that. It's their rules, their way or the highway. Yep. And the highway might not lead back to where you came from. <laughs> so uh, be careful, people. Have fun. Be respectful. And, uh, yeah, get out in one piece. So the game stayed one nothing. Uruguay didn't really put up a fight. The score doesn't reflect how one-sided this game actually was, in my opinion. Hmm. Well, it was... I, I, it was Uruguay are struggling, I think. Yeah, Uruguay struggling. Well, were you there yesterday when I was talking about Uruguay? Yeah. A little bit, yeah. That, yeah. That's literally when we got cut off. When I was saying, sh- you know, should Uruguay start planning for the future? And it's a question yep. that I'm going to pose to you in five minutes about Canada and their next game. Anyways, 60% possession for Portugal, 40.3% for Uruguay. Wasn't really that close of a game. Bruno Fernandes scores in the 94th minute to make it 2 nothing. And that was the final. And my video card just went crazy. But we don't have to hang up because it fixed itself. Woo. All right. Well, I'm 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 impressed that Bitey didn't get any goals. Yeah. Um, little chomper even... there is being quiet, I guess. Yep. Well, that was that. But let's let's talk about that. Is Canada? Is mm. Uruguay? Let's focus on Canada, though. Is Canada in a position to start planning for 2026's campaign? Seeing that it's going to be a totally different way, a totally different routine, uh, because we are one of the hosts. Um, you know, so we, what would you do as Jonathan Herdman? Would you plan start planning for the future, give experience to some of the kids who didn't get experience, or do you go guns a-blazing with your best starting 11 uh, to beat Morocco? I you only get five subs. So to be honest, I would rather concentrate on the players that you're probably going to be relying on in the next World Cup. So that means the youth, the youths, the youth. Yep. They need to give give the the car keys to those kids. You need to get them exposure in the World Cup so that they can build off of that. I think that you also need to take a look at since John is paying honor to certain players because I think that there's some players that well Atiba um he Jonathan had no Osario, okay. he, like, had some no of these reason guys to be in the second half yesterday. Oh, I know. Well, I'm I'm just happy he got his 100th goal or his 100th cap. I'm happy that they did what they did. But I think now it's bench time. Mm-hmm. I think that players like Jonathan Osario, who's had a really tough health health run into this World Cup, um, probably needs to get some minutes at the end of the game just to see if he can get something done because of his contract status, because he's looking for a new contract. Um, so those are the things, you know, I think you need to to look at the younger players and get them the exposure time and don't worry about the junior hoylets and don't worry about some of these guys like like you don't need to start 
Batiba. You don't need to put uh, uh, Jonathan on for a long amount of time because these guys are going to be lucky if Jonathan's 29 now, another four years. Yeah, he might have a shot, but it's really on him. You know, I, I don't know. It's a bit of a crapshoot. Depends. I wish. Dude, it I depends hope he where does. he's where he's playing club wise. He could be getting yep. no play time somewhere in Europe, or he can be getting a ton of play time in the CPL. We literally do not. And I'm not like saying he's a bad player if he's in the CPL, but we just literally no. do not know where he's going to be. Well, look look at how Hamilton have been very successful in the CPL, uh, uh, getting ex MLS players. Yeah. Right. Like that's that's one of their their strategies, and it, it's working really well. That's why they and won three out of four years. Exactly. Congratulations to them. And it's fun to see, and it's fun to support, and it's fun all that stuff. But yeah, I don't know where people are going to end up because there was people who are highly rated, or think they're you know God's gift to Canadian soccer, and the fan base wants to support them so much that they. I don't know. I'm going to say something that's going to get me in trouble with some people, but they blindly support some of these guys and they over support them. And unfortunately it comes back to bite them like Jordan Hamilton, like Kyle Becker. Like I could just make a laundry list of good players, but maybe that got a little bit overhyped. Kyle Becker in MLS. Kyle Becker. Yeah. Kyle Becker. <laughs> but he's doing really well in Hamilton. <laughs> so good for him. He found a league where he is more than qualified. He is you a see, bonafide Kyle superstar. Becker found a five, a four, or a three. <laughs> I so purpose. don't want to. I know I had the drink in my mouth, and I don't want to make the anal joke again. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho. That's that. All right, so Phil, what what do you think? What do you think? I'm I'm, I'm posing the question back at you. Listen to my show yesterday. Oh, <laughs> I'm joking. No, no, I agree hundred percent with you. We need to focus on the future. We need to give. You know, again, I do, I, and I have all the respect for Jonathan Herman. No one mm-hmm. respects him more than I do, except for his family, probably, and millions of yeah. other people. But I think that we need to start focusing on the future i think that yes you've already said thank you to the atiba hutchison's you've already said thank yep. you to the jonathan osorios but we let, let let's 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 start think let's start saying thank you to the ones who are going to be here over the next four five six years not to say that these atiba or jonathan or whomever aren't going to be a part of the team but what did i say it's all about that that mental game and the only way that you can yeah. get that mental game is by having that World Cup experience. And I think that a game versus Morocco is perfect for this because you you're playing for pride. You yeah. are you know you're you're motivated to win. So I think that while the pressure isn't the same as what they felt on Sunday in a must-win game, it's still an important game for pride for your country for your country. Yep. I I I look forward to watching it uh, without the pressure and seeing what the guys can do uh, when they just get down to all other distractions put aside and they want to go out and they want to play. Yep. It's going to be fun. This is what we're going to do tomorrow, Phil. 
I'm assuming you're joining me tomorrow. So this is what sure. we're going to do. There's two games on a 10 Eastern a.m. There's two games oh, at gosh. 2. You know exactly where I'm going with this. 2 p.m. Eastern. Let's take a game each. Uh, okay. I know what you're going to say. Don't worry. You're just, you don't worry. So the 10 a.m. games. Ecuador versus Senegal and Netherlands versus Qatar. Oh, goodness. Uh, so somebody has to watch the Netherlands. I, uh, that one's a short straw for me. <laughs> no, I can. I'll, y- y- 10 a.m. is a little harder for you. You take whatever you want. Whatever no, you can. Like, I'm up. I'm at work. Um, got my car being put in tomorrow for some service. So, uh, let me see here. I'm I'm good with either actually because it might be fun to watch the Netherlands beat up Qatar. Okay, and as well, uh, Senegal Ecuador I think is going to be a little bit of a tasty treat. Uh, that that's I think a, that the two teams are probably going to. That's a four. Dirty a shirt. That. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Both games look good. Ecuador Senegal, Netherlands Qatar. That's the end of yep. Group A. Let's take a look at the final games of Group B. 2 p.m. Eastern, oh. Iran, United States, Wales, and oh. England. So much oh. riding on both of these games. I'm watching both of those. I'm sorry. Yeah. Same. <laughs> Same. I might be watching all of these games on their own or at least a detailed summary. Yep. Because I'll be honest, today I, wasn't, I was a little bit under the weather. You're under the so weather. So I didn't even watch most of today other than to see a quick summary on the news because there is such a thing as getting world cupped out and uh sunday was a little bit of um eeyore type depressing day in some ways not that i'm upset with canada i just you know that like, was a hard it was a long day long day power outage but put mr phil in a bad mood yep exactly and you pull oh, and, and until you almost and passed pooping. out the pooping, oh, that was not good. So, I feel sorry for anyone who listens to these shows. Oh yeah, well, I had a stomach issue. Put it that way. I, I, we just literally said what happened. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was not a good time. <laughs> I was in. I was in post post traumatic uh, uh, disorder at that point. So poop traumatic. <laughs> Not, not a good time. <laughs> I don't want to the gross our, our listeners out. Okay, okay, no. whatever. Um, yeah. So that, those are the games tomorrow. We'll be watching them. We'll be talking about them. We're going to have uh, David back on the show to either be happy or to swear about England's results. I'm going to try to get Chris also on the show to be either happy or to cry about the U.S.'s results. Though that it might be a little hard because he's going to the game, I think, tomorrow. Pretty sure he oh, is. Why would he be? That that's gonna be nasty if Iran wins. Yep. Oof, like the states. Oh my goodness. Going out in the group stage. Yep. It's gonna be tough. Oh I, I, yeah. Yep. Big big games tomorrow. Big big so, games. What 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 people have told me is their favorite feature of the show is this. What's for dinner, Phil? Oh, tonight? Yeah, I I decided that after yesterday's escapade that I will be eating solid food for a change because I've just been nibbling on soup. So uh, tonight I am having a very boring plain Jane, 
but a uh, uh, air fryer extraordinaire, single man, living cheap and living dirty, French fries and uh, chicken fingers. Nice. <laughs> so, nice. Cheap and dirty. So, yeah. And, just like a four. Nice. Yep, uh, just like a four. Yep, and uh, just take a shot of insulin, and you're all good to go. There you go. I already ate because I'm starting to get a headache, so I'm like, ah, I need to eat before we record. I had steak fajitas. Whoa! Yeah, I'm like a king. Yeah, that's how I do. Man, that's the second time you've had fajitas since we've been doing the show. I know. It's very rare that I have fajitas. Maybe I'm like, I, I was okay. This is gonna sound funny. I was feeling like all bloated and weird and blah. <laughs> I need chocolate. <laughs> oh boy, what is wrong with me today? <laughs> I don't know, man. But you you've opened up Pandora's box. It's normally me, <laughs> and you're like. Here, here's the keys. Go. <laughs> oh. So that was dinner. So two two are one listeners left. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Matt, for listening. <laughs> Thanks, Matt. And Yorkie's like probably out there going, What the fuck are they talking about? <laughs> Those fucking Canucks. <laughs> oh, and here's the thing I love about uh, uh Yorkie. He embodies it perfectly because I love this about the English in general, like the actual, like re- authentic English guys and, and girls is like, he'll just sit there and goes, ah, oh, fuck that. They're shit. Like England's yeah. the best. We're going to win. Blah, blah, blah. John Herdeman does that. And everyone's like, why did you curse out Croatia? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, it's the one time he actually put balls on the line here. Yeah. He didn't play the game of. Oh, we're meek, apologetic Canadians. He's like, no, screw that. We got to go win. Fuck Croatia. (laughs) He's not trying to insult the nation. He's trying to actually assert that we belong in the World Cup and that we shouldn't be intimidated by our opponent. And somehow this all gets twisted up, man. Canadians are Wow. Now we're turning that against them. So. Yep. Uh, Up is down, black is white. I don't understand. I love it. All right, Phil. That is the show. We will chat tomorrow. Have yourself a fantastic evening. To all our listener, to our listener, I should say. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, Yorkie. Or whoever's listening. No, but seriously, thank you for listening. We'll be back tomorrow chatting. Double games, double times, double trouble. And remember, stick to the fives, the fours, and the threes. Stay tranquilo. Now don't get me wrong and go.